Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. We're here. We're at the Tender Trap. World famous Greenpoint, Brooklyn. We have a very special guest. My good friend, comedian, actor, just renaissance man, Mr. Uh, Gabe Pacheco. What's going on, Gabe? Max White, I'm excited to be here yeah. in, uh, in Brooklyn. I mean, we're in Greenpoint. I didn't have to travel too far. You're four blocks from your house. This That's is uh, amazing. That's why we like to keep it uh, local. What do you, you've been in the Tender Trap. You've done comedy shows here and such before, right? Yes. yes. Uh, Bushwick Bears, the show here uh, run by uh, Jericho and Graham. Yep. Amazing show. Every Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Past guests. They're the, they're the, the Jericho and Graham are the truth. I love that show. So it's really fun. Anybody that lives... Uh, in New York City who listens to this show should definitely come because you'll get to see uh, comedians perform on a uh, skateboard half pipe. Yeah, and you get to hear people talk, like, riff on it. Like, they're the first comics that have talked about, like, a Tony Hawk joke. <laughs> and you're like, dude, that was original. Like, you slayed. And it's yeah. like, now it's, uh, no, it's a good spot. What's I going mean, on, dude? Uh, um, things are going well. Yeah. Last night, uh, I was at your show. He does a show, a weekly show. A Wednesday show, even though this, these come out on Tuesday. So we'll just say it's the whatever. But every Wednesday at Pete's Candy Store. That's right. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Him uh, and Samir. Oh, Samir Nassim, mm -hmm. uh, my brother from another. He's he's a Muslim. I'm Latino. So we're like primed. The pump is primed for us to become like the new Cheech and Chong in the uh, Trump era. I could see that. They have the most fun. And in the venue is incredible. It's an old candy store. Is it? Do you think it's an old candy store? Man, I have this in my mind. It was a mob-run candy store, oh, like sick. the Donnie Brasco era yeah, of the yeah. mafia. But I know that it's been a bar and a music venue for the last sixteen years. Okay, so nothing quick. But I mean, you walk in the back, and it's like the first time I did your show, I was like, "This venue is incredible." Yeah, it looks it looks like it's out of a Wes Anderson movie for sure. Yeah, it's got a very um, a twee, cute um, back background. Yeah, uh, that you know, uh, it looks like we're in a Weezer video. You know, or yeah. like a dollhouse that's been blown up. That's uh, a good. I would. That's a good illustration of it for sure. Uh, it's great. Comics come through. You get good drop-ins, like amazing drop-ins. Man, I mean, uh, we we have uh, Rob Cantrell is a comic who drops in all the time. Nice. And he's, he's fantastic. Uh, we've had on recent shows. Uh, Victor Varnado has been on the show. Louis Katz has been on the show. Uh, just great. Great. Last week, Chris Gethard. He, he is the best. Yeah, it was so awesome uh, to see. Yeah, just coming off of tour, from doing his one-man show. Yeah. And now he's getting back out there building building a new act. Not act, but just like a new, yeah, a new set. New stuff. But uh, that was so fun to see like how, I don't know, it's just, you guys, it's a very inclusive environment. It's free, by the way, we should mention. There's no tickets, <laughs> but it's super. But there's like donations uh, suggested. Oh, they're, all, they're always welcome. Yeah, yeah. It's like throw some money these ways. But yeah. uh, it's well, a... Always fun. It's funny, like back uh, now, com, you know, uh, we, we want to have steady jobs. You want to, but when you think about um, uh, artists in the past, they had patrons. Yeah. You know, and uh, there aren't any wealthy people that are handing me a ton of money. So yeah. uh, I'd love uh, every single person, every regular Joe, if you see somebody that you like uh, creating work, uh, feel free to give them money. I think that's a good way of saying it for sure. And that's what like the new, talking to like older headliners I've met. They're saying that it used to be like, you know, you get your, your bookings for 50 weeks a year, you go on the road and then, you know, the normal style. But now they're doing these like smaller house shows where they pass the hat around. And a lot of times per night, if you break it down per night, they're making just as much as they were before. Totally different environment. You're, you're literally hat in hand 
But I mean, those them's the ways, man. <laughs> Things are changing. I have a I have a friend who lives in uh, South America now, and okay. he has a wife and a kid in. Uh, I think they live in Nicaragua, but he is a street performer. Yeah. So it's like I guess you'd call it busking. A, a busker. Yeah. yeah. He uh, spends. You know, he's got the busking season where he just hops on a, a bus and goes from town to town. And he, he accumulates money doing this. And before he was married, you know, he was just living hand to mouth, but he never, you know, the season, it's never winter. So he, he, he was just making enough money for that day and he'd have a place to stay that night, like a hostel. Yeah. And he'd eat well and uh, it was fine. That's what London is like chock full of. Like a lot of the comics are former buskers that went on. The guy that owns Top Secret Comedy Club was one and like him and. It seems Mark and Eddie Izzard, I believe him, they were roommates and they both started like busking together in the circle. And it's like, it's not, it's amazing the stuff. Like uh, Tamara took me around and was showing me like, like the legit buskers. And it's just, it's incredible to see uh, that the, how good those guys are. I mean, and it's everywhere and it's cold out. Yeah. Imagine playing guitar when it's cold out. I can't imagine playing guitar. Oh man, I, I, I want to find his name, but there's a comedian who uh, is, uh, he, he never got really famous, but there's a mini documentary about him on YouTube okay. and he would do stand up uh, at Washington Square Park. Dude, I've, I've, I, he's, this was relatively recent when he did this, obviously, right? Well, because I saw him at Grizzly Pear for a show. There's a guy, uh, the guy that I'm talking about, I think he was definitely an influence on Chappelle and a contemporary of Eddie Murphy. Tall black guy? Yeah. Fuck, what's his name? And he's he, he's passed away. Wait, when did he die? Uh, he, he, you know, I'm going to I'm going to YouTube, I'm going to Google him. Okay, but just like not I mean, I think I just did a show with this guy like 4 months ago, different guy? The, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Whoever you're talking oh, about okay. is a different guy. This guy was famous and he auditioned for SNL. Oh, wow. Uh, the same year as Eddie Murphy, but okay. he didn't he like didn't go back to his callback. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know much about Yeah, he but he was on his feet just tremendous and his whole performance style was based on entertaining people from around the world in the wow. round. Wow. Uh, street performing so he was making his money you know out like taking comedy out of the club and Holy into the streets shit. that uh eddie spaghetti is the guy i'm talking about he he, <laughs> he dresses up and he does like the grizzly pear shows he's got like a uh what are those called like a beret on with like a nice suit and yeah. uh, he goes on there i've done like a couple with him like the random late 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 shows and uh, he is a, a f and I heard that he had a like a YouTube thing on where he goes to Washington Square Park. He tries to get our comics to go with him. Oh, would you would you do that? Uh, I I would do that. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy I'm talking about is Charlie Barnett. Oh wow, and I'm way off. Okay. So passed away in 1996. Wow, I was a freshman in college. But, or no, freshman in high school. Oh, totally. What? I was still in. I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, during during I was about to go to I think I was going to college yeah. next year. I was going to raves. Yeah, you, you know, know how raves. Ninety six. Did, did you have a pacifier? Did you put pacifiers in your mouth and wear your glasses? I never did the pacifier, but definitely hung out with a couple um, candy raver girls. Damn. And they had like like uh, necklaces and bracelets with sweet tarts on them. Dude, those bracelet candy things are no joke uh, in the realm of uh, STDs. Like, think about the people that would let them suck at the candy, then it would just stick on your neck. Like right. That has to do something. And then bacteria loves sugar. Oh, wow. So Good call. really, it's just a, a petri dish of germs just yeah. wrapped around your forearm. Just waking off. Waking <laughs> off. <laughs> just waking. Waking off. Yeah, just waking up with like a piece of rope around your neck that's been bit by 70 different people in a warehouse. 
Yeah. That's mm-hmm. weird. That's some I Am Legend stuff for yeah. sure. Well, luckily I got out of that entire scene unscathed. Unscathed? I didn't, get, I didn't uh, pick up any zombie germs. No way, really? Yeah. Damn. What if they're just sleeper cells? You just don't know. You never know, man. What? Did you ever like get to a point where you felt the music? <laughs> when you're standing <laughs> in the middle of the floor, you're like, I feel the music. I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just, uh, you, know, you know, I think, I think that uh, all music... Um, I don't know if there's objectively good or bad music. I think that it's just the moment that you experience it is what's important. So, like, for example, I like drum and bass. Okay. Because of the chemicals I was on when I first heard it. Yes. Not just serotonin is what you're trying to say. Yeah. 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 It's like it's the imprint. But then you, you talk to somebody who's like, you know, a baby boomer will be like, oh, my God, the Beatles revolver is the best album. Yeah. Ever. And it's like, oh, because you heard it. The first time you smoked a joint, and the fr- or the first time you it made out with someone takes you to a place it resonates. Right, so it can't be yeah. it can't be separated from like the nostalgia. I like the drum and bass music, like house music, just because like Detroit and like it's it's like they say the beat of the city is 140 beats per minute. But I like the idea more than I like the sound. Like on my iPod, there's zero zero <laughs> house music. But if I hear like trap music, I like it. There's a lot of trap music on my like on my like iPhone. Yeah. But um it's like it's amazing like the ideas of music you like that you don't necessarily listen to. Totally. It's weird. Why is that? Well, I went so here's a, this idea I had I, I went to uh Burning Man in 2000 nice. and uh 10. Oh wow. And uh I I didn't really know anything about it before I went. I just had one of my best friends is from Reno, Nevada. Yeah. And he grew up in Reno, so he was telling me about this I didn't know about it from the media. I knew about it from a guy who was like, "Dude." And I met him in 96. Okay. And he was like, "Man, in the desert, 100 miles from where I live, people just like film pornos at noon and like fire off grenade launchers yeah because that was i guess that's what it's more just, yeah. the anarchic spirit of it at that moment mm-hmm. and i w- i'm not saying man i want to go like uh shoot heavy artillery and like may and be in a speak for yourself it sounds <laughs> awesome being a high noon desert gangbang or anything yeah but i but i, but <laughs> I enjoyed that I, you know i grew up in washington dc which is a very policed city and yeah you know the east coast is is uh we're all scrunched up and, yeah uh, and so to think of the freedom of uh, you can just leave uh, your town and then there's this vast desert where people can do whatever they want. That, that was a romantic thing for me. So I went to Burning Man and uh, it, the music doesn't stop. It's 24 hours a day. Yeah. So you're, you have to wear, um, you know, uh, earplugs. Ear but it's all drunk. It's all, uh, no, dubstep. <laughs> oh, that would fucking, I would dub kill myself. So first day I wanted to dub kill myself. Yeah. But now it's like, if I hear it, it's like my spidey sense tingles. It like, yeah. uh, it activates something in my central nervous system. Yeah. You're just like, wait for the beat to drop. And, I go, <laughs> yeah, and I go back to the playa. You're just there, the beach in the middle of the desert. That's it's right. weird out there, man. I went there and I lived in California for like a few years. And I remember going out there, it was 2002, no, 2002, same thing. Like my friends are from there and they're like, oh, we got to get on this festival. I particularly, I'm not an outdoor festival guy at all. I can't stand, I'm just not a fan of like uh, unity at all. No, like ever. Yeah. yeah. I can but, see that about you. Yeah, but I went and uh, it was interesting, but they definitely fired some higher, uh, higher artillery, uh, <laughs> hard artillery. Um, but I didn't see, what if that was just the name of the porno being made out there? Like hard artillery. Hard artillery. Starring. Yeah. Pain, yeah, stroking up. There's d- there's dudes wearing like admiral jackets and no pants. 
I fuck with that. That's kind of a party. <laughs> I would do it and be like, hey, can I just be included, guys? I'm just going to watch. As a straight white male, I'm just going to watch and just uh, yeah. put it on my Snapchat. I think it would be pretty cool. There is a military surplus store down the street from my house. And Kato's? Yeah, all these mm, posters. Shout out to Kato's. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> posters of uh, camouflage bikinis. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I like that. Like, I could see a girl. I might get you know, something for my next girlfriend. My old neighbor, bikini. that's so rad. My old neighbor who lived above or below me is, uh, he's the GM for that. Like they're big enough to have their general manager. Wow. That's so funny. I love that story. That's where you buy all the Carhartt and good stuff like oh, that. Oh, super nice guys. Yeah. And that old guy that's there, they've been there forever. I was in there once and a dude goes, um, uh, this guy's like just stoned out of his mind. He's like one of those people that s- smokes so much weed. He's like 20 and he thinks it's everyone else's problem that he forgets shit. Yeah. And apparently he lost his cell phone and he was just like, jumping around the question of did you steal my cell phone to the owner this is like a shopkeeper that's been there for over 40 years this old guy and he's like uh no no one took your cell phone you just have to you know like handle your drugs like this whole guy's saying it and the guy's like whatever i won't come back here anyways and the dude's just without even breaking a sweat he just goes i've been here for 40 years i don't need your business and it's like yes there's still fucking shop owners here i think i, I like that a lot I yeah like yeah well i you know when uh i i enjoy, i like the idea of Shopkeeps whose product speaks for itself, and yeah. I don't mind shopkeeps that are rude. Fuck yeah. I also don't mind restaurants where they're rude. Yeah. Uh, they're typically not ever rude to me. So, it, you know that... Is uh, that like that, it's that Latino royalty era you have? Is that just like, oh, he's one of us? Uh, I'd, I'd like to think that, but uh, typically people have no idea what my background is when they first meet me. Yeah. So... Uh, but I think there is something about if you just don't go into a place uh, with a negative or an entitled attitude, um, people aren't going to be rude to you. For sure. No, I think it's amazing. Like not what you wear, it's how you wear and like how you carry yourself. It's uh, I definitely understand that. I like when confrontation occurs. Like I, I get excited and I like same thing. Like I get a pass from a lot of people. I don't ever get fucked with when they're like, the bartender was so rude. I was like, not to me. I thought he was like super nice. Yeah, we but, went to go get juices together yeah. and you ordered like the most uh, decadent uh, juice with so so many ingredients, and the lady behind the counter didn't give you any guff. No, she loves me. Those are my juice girls. They're on Manhattan. Awesome, man. Dude, we are preaching up Manhattan Avenue, uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn businesses. We're killing it. Right yeah, now. this is that it. was your first juice experience there, wasn't it? It was. We man. went on a juice day. We're going real local, dude. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. After this, <laughs> we should go play pinball at the laundromat. That would be I mean, <laughs> that laundromat is awesome. The first time I went, there, you talking about sunshine. That's what I'm talking about. Third business we mentioned from Greenpoint. Yeah, Brooklyn. man. I Holy go there. Shit. I play Medieval Madness and Circus Voltaire. Sick. Those are my two pinball games. Do they still have dogs there all the time? They used to have like these golden retrievers that hang out. Yeah, they that. hang out in a beanbag yeah. in the front. Super low energy, just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. They, uh, oh, while wh- 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 I'm thinking of that right now, let me make sure if we can. If we're going to do a game today. Let's just see if it works. Um, stand by here. Shall we play a game? Let's, uh, well, you know, Gabe, you've got a tremendous amount of tradecraft that I think if we just had a conversation would be great, but let's try to shake it up and try something different. You know, oh, man, I let's see, see if you so, can get me out of my comfort zone. Let's see. We'll see if we can bump you up. Well, let's just hope that uh, the fine Wi-Fi here at uh, Tender Trap, which always works, is going to work. If it doesn't, we're up shit's Creek. So has anyone at Tender Trap spoken about the uh, poem that is on the podium with uh, the DJ booth over there. Uh, you can read it for the people. What so is we will, I, I was fascinated looking at it prior to uh, just while you were getting everything set up. And yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's trapped in a decaying body Yeah, uh, in a money hungry society on a dying planet in a mysterious dimension. And each of those lines was something that I felt like uh, I could relate to. 
So really trapped in a decaying body. One of my favorite Mark Twain quotes is that we're just walking museums of disease. Okay. And there, there was this moment that as a little kid where, you know, I, I remember getting like a paper cut and then, and I looked at it and I was like, Oh, this is so uncomfortable. And then the day that it healed, I, I uh, ran and I skinned my knee Okay. and I was like, Oh my God, I just got over this. Now I got this. And then like my knee heals. And then the next day, uh, I lose a tooth and I was like, are we never perfect? Is there never a moment where everything is just it's, I- ideal? It's that old, uh, it's the Chinese proverb of uh, we shall see. Where Have you heard this before? No. Uh, a boy comes home. I'm going to fucking slaughter this right now. Slaughter not in a good way. But uh, basically a boy comes home and uh, he's young and wants to like go off to war to fight with everybody. And they don't allow him because he's too young and too weak. And all the tribal elders get together and they go to the most eld, right? The most right, elderly right, right. spokesman. And they say, this is such a tragedy. You can't fight for his country. And then uh, the Chinese elder goes, uh, we shall see. And then turns out everyone that went off to fight gets killed. That's right. right? So he dies. So he's fine. And the people come back to the elder and they say, oh, isn't it so great? Because he didn't go, you know, he's, uh, he's alive still. Isn't yeah. it great? And he goes, we shall see. And this just goes in perpetuity forever. Yeah. And I don't have the nice red ribbon to tie it up like most Chinese proverbs are. But. No, but whatever you're happy about, is gonna, it might lead to a tragedy later. Yeah. And it's, so you never know how the, uh, what the, the consequences of um, uh, an action. Yeah, it's the, it's the butterfly effect starring Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Do you like that movie? I fuck with it, man. Have you seen that shit? I need to see it again. I oh, think I, I think I was uh, half asleep when I saw it. Just seeing Amy Smart methed out yeah. and then hot is like, oh man, I'm into meth girls. <laughs> <It> just <laughs> I love that idea of just taking one's sultry uh, all American actress and then just making her look all methy. It's like yeah. that's so cool. Well, I really love when actors let themselves be ugly on yeah, screen. Yeah, fuck yeah. And uh that's like uh, I just saw the latest Logan. The oh, latest, how is it? Uh, Logan was fantastic, but but the reason I bring it up is because um the Hugh Jackman in all the other uh Wolverine films, you know, he's like oiled up and yeah. he's like monster pecs and abs. And he's he's built just diesel, but in this one he's got like man boobs. Oh, you really? know, and he's like saggy. Old Hugh's letting it go, huh? Yeah, and it's like, but it's also because that's the character is, you know, Wolverine near the end. Yeah. It's not him, like, in his prime. And that and that's great that an actor would have the, uh, the, the would sacrifice the vanity yeah. uh, for the project. That's uh, It's like Sarah Jessica Parker in the Sex and the City movie when they're like, she's so brave for showing herself without makeup. It's like, well... <laughs> Well, is she? I mean, did you see like all the crow's feet and smile lines? Yeah, I mean, she's a beautiful lady, I guess. But yeah. I, the word brave gets floored way too much. It's like, it's just overused. Yeah. Like when they're saying like Caitlyn Jenner's brave, I was like, come on. The kid that's gay in Nebraska that gets beat up every day is brave, in my no. opinion. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you wait till you're 70 to do all that and you have all the money in the world and you become a cover model the first time, it's like, is brave the right word? Yeah. She's got a lot of social and financial capital. Yeah, that uh, to to buffer her from the um, repercussions. Yeah, exactly. And I, like, it's that's a wild thing to to go into a rant about. But it's uh, I mean, we don't want to get too divisive. But it's it's pretty interesting to be what it takes now to like matter in the media. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. I don't know. It's it's freaky. Could you see yourself just uh, like if if you were friends with anyone like that, you would just completely support them because that's what they believe they want to do, right? But imagine that having like a business attached to that. Like we we sat with the board of directors and they think I should 
you know, uh, uh, endorse a makeup company. And you're just like, whoa, you've been a, a woman for five days. <laughs> like, <laughs> sick. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know where I'm going with this, but. Uh, well, I, so, are, okay, okay. I'm wondering uh, what you're what you're talking about is like the uh, the PR and the and the business attached yeah. to a personal decision. Yeah, sort of and commodifying your personal. Yeah, like the, the uh, idea that there's choices. Yeah, there's definitely meetings that occurred before anything happened that was permanent. You know what I'm saying? Like there had to have been meetings, brand meetings. Oh, so you're saying like uh, like she was like, if I come out, how is this going to affect exactly. the bottom line? of my uh my company it, of, my of, empire of my brand yeah, yeah i mean really and i like that's it's just it's not good or bad it's just very interesting to me to be like if does i mean that alone is a compromise like imagine just having this idea and having it watered down by some like ad execs i think it's pretty crazy <laughs> like let's just wait till december because our numbers are down like i don't know okay i think it might work so we're gonna try this right now well this is funny that you brought that up i wanted to say one thing quickly i had a friend who worked uh, for a hedge company okay and she was uh like a, a secretary at this uh uh hedge hedge comp hedge fund company where they would um one an anecdote she told was that one of the executives came in and he said uh my wife is pregnant Okay. And all of the other executives were like rolled their eyes and were like, "Ugh, like, well, you know, you know, like it's scheduled to the kid is scheduled to happen. Like when we're all going to go on our retreat. Okay. Um, like, so are you going to make sure she gets a C-section in time? Wow. So this idea of like biology, our biological imperatives being sort of, um, compromised by like corporate interest. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's so crazy to think that like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Are you ready for this? Uh, I was born ready. Kate doesn't know what we're going to do. I don't know if this is going to work, but we're going to try it. We're not even going to cut it out if it doesn't work. We're just going to leave it in here. So here's an idea. There's a comedy show when I first did comedy where I'm from. At the, it's a guy named Josh Courtney started this, right? And uh, they used to have this. Uh, it's called The Biggest Loser in Grand Rapids, right? And it used to do, or sorry, The Funniest Loser in Grand Rapids, which was the antithesis of The Funniest Person in Grand Rapids comedy contest, Okay. At this game, you would like draw from a hat and you get different challenges you had to do. It could be like do a set without a mic. Or what we're going to do right now is there's this, there's this franchise called Meyer, and uh, it's like a Walmart in the Midwest. And they would have them call the customer service hotline and see how long you could keep the customer service guy on the phone. How are you feeling about this game? Oh, man. You know. <laughs> it might not work. I mean, what, what's your capacity for mischief? I hate. Um, the idea of bothering people oh, I at love it. work. It's, and right. I think this would be a fun day and a fun thing to try. And we can just keep it at 30 seconds if you don't want to waste their time. We've done over an hour before. So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, we can do a little one and just see how you feel. Are, are you up for this? I mean, you know, you know what it is, is that uh, I'm very bad at lying. Uh, then you don't have to lie. You can ask questions. <laughs> well, let's just try. Let's just idea, see. If... The idea is to keep them on the line. Are yeah, you going to hop in at all? Or I, I, I can if you need are me you to. Throw, are you just throwing me out into the deep No, end? I mean, I, I, we, can do a, 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 we can do a tied thing here. I think it's going to work. This is how I think. I think if you're going to be able to hear, because I'm going to pipe it through this microphone. Yeah. And then we're both going to be able to hear what they're saying. You're going to be able to talk. So this might not work at all. Oh, we'll right? see. So we'll try. Because Gabe's the only person I know that I think could uh, um, really have fun with this. So let's see. It's, it's ringing right now. If you're calling about M Perks, press one. For one second. Online okay, wait, keep talking while we go over this. Okay, wait. Yeah. Oh, Gabe is standing up because motion creates emotion. I don't. Wait, I don't. 
Dave is in full-on freestyle rap position right now. I think I hit one. Wait, I'm trying to figure this out. Well, this this uh, bar stool is uneven, so oh. it's not a problem. How uh, may I help you? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was interested in what the inventory is that you have for uh, religious uh, materials like DVDs. Uh, for example, do you have uh, any religious DVDs? Um, Preferably a, a Christian religious DVDs. Well, I'm looking for uh, like the. Do you have the Passion of the Christ? Okay, and which store would you be looking at? We're in. Uh, we're close to Grand Rapids. So any of the locations close to Grand Rapids. I feel like you're doing great. The you know the one the Passion of the Christ. It's uh the it's Mel Gibson's movie. Mel, M E L, G I, B S, O N. Mel. He uh he's an American citizen, but he's from Australia. He, um. He directed The Passion of the Christ, but he also played Mad Max. And then he was in Mad Max um, Beyond Thunderdome with uh, uh, Tina Turner. She is so good. If they had made X-Men the movie in the 80s, I would have cast her as Storm. But I like uh, Mel. I don't want those movies, though, because I wanted... a religious movie. Okay. And I so think. Passion of the Christ. Yeah. With the area code 49508 and searched 50 miles within that radius. And I'm not coming up with any available. How about 100 miles? Could you. We actually can't go more than 50, unfortunately. No more than 50 um, miles? Do you, when you look up Passion of the Christ, I was, uh, it's, I was looking maybe for something comparable. Do you know if there, if that category of, of uh, religious film that shows graphic depictions of Jesus being murdered, if, if there are other, if there's anything else like that at the store? If not the passion of the Christ, something comparable. I would know personally, but I can connect you with the electronics department at the store, and hopefully they can give a more. Okay, side question: Is there any chance there's a lethal weapon? Lethal weapon. Because if I can't show the kids, if I can't show the kids at the church group. The Passion of the Christ. Lethal Weapon would be a good substitute. I think that a a loose cannon Vietnam vet police officer would be a good substitute for Jesus being murdered as sort of a film for them to see in church. Mel Mel Gibson didn't direct that, though. I think it's Richard Donner, R-I-C-H. 
A R D D O N N E R. Lethal Weapon, Part One. Coming up on five minutes. Getting anything under that name either. Uh, what about? There's also Lethal Weapon Two, Lethal Weapon Three, and least Lethal Weapon Four, which I believe Chris Rock starred in. Is there anything besides The Passion of the Christ, Lethal Weapon One, Lethal Weapon Two, Lethal Weapon Three? Actually, well, it that at one time they sold Lethal Weapon. It looks like it was a box set. But you're trying to tell me that there's a Lethal no, Weapon box no. set. That comes with Passion of the Christ? No, no, just Lethal Weapon. One second, I need is to process it, this. Is it a form film, form film series or favorite? Who do, we, who do I have to call to get this box set? Do you have a superior? No, and it's not sold at the stores. I mean, I, I would check online. If you know you're interested in purchasing something like that, uh, but there is the electronics department. If you want to contact them at the Grand Rapids store on 28th Street, I could connect you with them, and then they can look at what movies they have available and see if there's something closer to what you're looking for. Well, we really appreciate all your help today, and. I'm gonna have to find. Um, I, I what I want to thank you so much though. What's your What's your name? My name's Katie. Thank you so much for your help. I'm gonna keep looking. I really want to find a copy of The Last Temptation of. No, wait. I'm sorry. The Passion of the Christ to show these nine-year-olds because they really need to see how brutally uh, the murder of Jesus was. Um, and unfortunately, your store won't be able to help me, but you have been fantastic in helping uh, clarify. So thank you. I'm going to continue my journey. How was that? We're done. Big outs to Katie at the ref. No, we're not done with the show, Gabe. <laughs> I can't. Throwing my headphones off. <laughs> you get a mic drop? I'm going to high five. First high five on podcast ever. Folks, he did really well on that. I thought it was hysterical. Oh, man. I thought those were John Woo movies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have the killer? Yeah. <laughs> the, the John Woo ones? Are, is that stool killing you over there? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, the stool's fine. I just didn't want it to uh, like bang, oh, on, the, bang yeah. on the chair if I got animated or excited. I feel like she'll have something to chuckle. See, it was not as negative as you thought it'd be. I hope that she enjoyed that. I, I think that, she did. You know, but uh, honestly, anytime that I that I think that we're, we're going to be calling customer service, I imagine that it's like a sad person in like a slum in India, oh yeah, who just speaks English but is not here, okay, and doesn't have any of the luxuries that we have, or that it's been outsourced to like a prison somewhere. That would be tight. And they have like a like a call-in center at a maximum security prison. I bet this is Katie. She's drives a new Camry and she lives in like Oklahoma. I bet she's like really happy. Okay, that's how I feel. I mean, yeah. she was she was spry on she's the phone. She's got like a sexy fireman calendar. She did uh, at the she cubicle. Yeah. yeah, she she you could tell she had a good quality of life. She she's, eats bunt cake. She eats bunt cake yeah. weekly, and plus she now she knows that Chris Rock was in Lethal Weapon Four. Yeah, you know, I mean, each one teach one, right? What if there was one left in the store, but she took it for herself? Yeah, she's she, like, 
or the box set right. becomes the biggest hit. She's like, ooh, box set. Uh, sorry, we're all out. Not only have we pumped up uh, the businesses in the greater Greenpoint area, but we've now we've also pumped up Katie's self-esteem and the John Woo franchise. Yeah. Or uh, is it, So is John Woo involved with that or no? Do we have to Google this? No, John Woo is more of a... He's like a a Hong Kong oh. Ballad of Bullets director. Oh, so look the at me. the film that I believe he made in the U.S. was uh, Face Off. Oh, that's a great movie. Yes, so realistic. Everyone loves it. It's so good, dude. That's such a good movie when he drives by the the, the driveway because he's you know he's Nicolas Cage, not John Travolta, mm-hmm. and he's like, oops. It's just really good watching two over the top actors. Uh, do um, imperson- impressions of one another. Yeah, that's a good point. And Nick and Nicholas Cage licking just some poor girl's face a bunch mm-hmm. in that movie. It's really weird. Uh, do you think those? Is it like a pissing contest? Do you think at that level of being an actor, is it like I'm gonna out face off you? Yeah, face off. Yeah, you think so? I think I think that they uh, they watch tapes of one another. They probably had acting coaches. Oh fuck yeah, they did. to help them. You know, really get into the role. Yeah, and how about? Like, how many movies has John Travolta starred in that he drives a Hummer? Like, the original. A lot. <laughs> Broken Arrow, Face Off, uh, Swordfish. Yeah. That's three off the top of my head. I can't imagine how many. Grease? I would love roll to with see me. <laughs> a, a remake of uh, Saturday Night Fever where they Damn. roll around on the Veranzano Bridge on, in a Hummer. He had a Hummer in his pants in that movie. That shit was gnarly. Have you watched that movie recently? Uh, the last time I saw it was uh, in, well, I was maybe 16, 17. Yeah. So it's been a little while, but I remember it being much more downbeat and sad yeah. than I thought it was going to be based on the... Based on, like, you know, I guess disco, the idea of disco. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man, these guys have, it's a bummer living in Brooklyn. Dude, but the in way. In the late 70s. The, like, just the terminology they use in there, like, when he calls having sex balling, he's like, come on, we're going ball. Like, and he just <laughs> treats that poor girl like hell. He's just not nice to her in the back of that car with a Pennzoil sticker. No, I think it's a Quaker state. Yeah, that's, what, that's how weird I am. Cinemagra- like cinematographically, that's not a word, but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. But that's what I notice about movies is like the things in the shots, not necessarily what's going on. I'm like Quaker state, interesting. Yeah, that's like not not like there's no sadder place to lose your virginity than staring up at a Quaker state sticker. Yeah, there's uh, something a little bit on the spectrum about that where you're not looking at the people. Oh yeah, and not paying any attention to the emotions, and did you're you, just like, oh, what's did, did, I just got diagnosed with Asperger's. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, and there's just like you're just looking at everything except what's going on. That's the Verrazano Bridge, I believe, that they're playing on. On that, yeah, they call that the Guinea Gulch. Yeah, you're like, oh, when I get home, I'm gonna Google when this uh, bridge was erected. Yeah, and I can say Guinea because my friend's Italian. Yeah, right. I guess. You're not I jumping, mean, you're not you, jumping in on that one. Yeah, how's your how's your how's your fan base feel about uh, Italian just, slurs? Yeah, I feel like they're pretty strong about it. It's good. That's okay. My girlfriend's Italian, and we've been watching The Sopranos. Wow, so. that's more racist than saying Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my team. Yeah, my landlord is really racist. She's not this ninety-year-old rich lady, but she's only racist to Italians. But he, she herself is Italian, right? So isn't that like a, Is it a self-hating thing? Is I think it, so. I think she married she, an Italian. Okay. Yeah. I so think she's really, not. she's just hating on her ex-lover. I believe so. And uh, and inst- and being like, I hate now. Now I'm just gonna hate all Italians because this one Italian guy I married was mean 
yeah. you kept the toilet seat up. Yeah, to- back then you would use words like lovers, and the dudes did keep their toilet seats up, I guarantee. We were, I just got a message. It would be so funny if Katie just called back, and she's like, love your, love your podcast. Uh, is this live? What's happening? They <laughs> <laughs> just streamed into her little like cubicle, <laughs> and she's like, wait a minute. There's yeah. two people that want the passion of the Christ? That's pretty good. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap things up here in a little bit though. But I don't want it to end. That, that, the, the call was so good. Did you you feel good? You feel okay about that? I feel great, man. I feel you know what you did. You put you took me out of my comfort zone. There you go. So that's one thing I've done today that uh, I didn't expect to do, and yeah. I had no idea prior to you doing that because I've had to do this before. Yeah. Where uh, like it was you know a flirt with a girl who I don't know on the line and keep her on the line as long as possible. That I would feel and bad about. It was really. It was, uh, I really didn't want to be there doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's and not I cool. got put, it was like just right on the spot at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you tried though, right? How'd I it did, go? Man. Did the girl or, like you? Well, so here's, uh, I think in reality, though, prior to us having cell phones, that that was the game. Like, you think about dating before Facebook. Oh, I don't want to. And uh, <laughs> before any apps. Okay. Now, like, you see a profile picture yeah. and you scroll through a bunch of photos. So you get um, you get to see the person mm-hmm. uh, visually in different contexts before you ever meet them. Yeah. And then you read their bio. So, mm-hmm. like, almost like a resume. Yeah. And in the past, it's like, let's say, uh, I went to an all-boys high school. So if I met a girl from another school or somebody gave me their number, like, we, we you would cold call. Totally. And I then, do remember that. And in the cold calling, like the game was keep them on the line long enough to charm them. That's a good that's a good point. You know? I know that's not even a point. That's just a good accurate state of history. That's exactly right. You know, and now there is no like like we generate the interest uh, in so many ways and all of these different signifiers like like yoga <laughs> and doing poses on your tinder profile right and so you, so you have like topics to bring up yeah in the past you were a disembodied voice on the phone being like hey and they'd be like who's this and you're like oh remember uh, you gave me your number like a week ago at the you know at the at the dairy queen yeah and, and, and there's also a bouncer on these phone calls because you had to get to the parents you had to get remember the, that right hi is andrea home and they're like who is this and you're like i shit and you might be using up the only landline in the house. Ooh, yeah. And this is like pre-internet, but when the internet first started. Yeah. And it could be on AOL and it would be like busy for six hours. And you're like, fuck, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get in there. Like, you know, Matt could be calling. You know, uh-huh, I gotta, uh-huh. I gotta get in there quick. We both met her at the roller rink. Last yeah. Time. And now you can, you can have conversations with, um, uh, a dozen people at the same time. Yeah. Not, not dating conversations. Not, that's not what I'm saying, but it's like, I could be texting seven people simultaneously and then on a Facebook chat and on a G chat Damn. and you know, yeah, it's really weird to see. Like, have you seen the movie her? No. Oh, really? I'll get into it. All right. Yeah. I don't want to put you in the spot, but there's a part of it where he's basically dating. I'm not going to ruin the movie for you, but he's dating uh, like a computer, uh-huh. Scarlett Johansson voice. Yeah. If you had to pick computer voice, that's what you got to go with. But he finds out that she's simultaneously dating a bunch of other guys. You know what? My favorite, Kathleen Turner. Ooh. That's a good voice. And Oh, and uh, what's the word for it? Step, 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 not killer mom, serial mom. Yeah, but she also was Jessica Rabbit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Really? So if you like a sultry, smoky voice. Yeah, sultry, oh, smoky. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Kath- you got you kind of a sultry, smoky voice, sir. Hey, baby, thank you. Is that you. the Latino? That's uh, that's just me listening to a, <laughs> a lot of R&B DJs just, oh, in uh, D.C. I'm big on the R&B. You fuck with the R&B? I like the quiet storm. Yeah. Oh, damn. I go so deep on the old cuts. Actually, Mariah Carey, if you like plugged in my iPhone right now, the song, it would be like Mariah Carey, Honey. 
Yeah. I love that shit. That gets me so hyped. Mariah's my girl, man. I Dude, the care. whole catalog. I love that she's crazy. Who yeah. would want their artist to be like boring? Like look at Salvador Dali. He used to walk his aardvark in the street. Uh-huh. That's what I want out of my artist, baby. I don't yeah. want I don't want to know him. Like you know, I don't want it to be on the same level. I like watching artists have meltdowns. It's oh, fun. And so and good. I'm I don't look at it as like Schadenfreude, uh, because it's not as though I want to see them fail. Yeah. It's more that I kinda like seeing that um that humanity. It's the humanity that I like seeing, uh, and and like when she was uh, performing in Times Square, and uh, she couldn't hear herself. Yeah, and she and you can hear her giving directions to like Dude. the dudes, and she's like, "Now y'all are gonna pick me up," and I, that was fine yeah. for me to to see behind the uh, behind the veil. I'm yeah. like, I understand show business, and I understand that there's all these mechanics that go into presenting this illusion to us, and so to have some of those veils torn away just makes her more hu- more human and hence more likable to me i love that I, i've always been like a called voyeuristic but i love behind the scenes stuff i love yeah. knowing little things like that like the l- little shit on sets and stuff like that i'm fascinated with i'd go see punk rock shows and like uh during the show a guitar player's string would break or the bass player's uh chord would break and then uh, the singer would be on the spot and have to do banter for five minutes while they fix their instruments and Typically, it was fine. It it made it, I admired them more. And yeah. I didn't. I, I, you know, if I want to hear the perfect song, I'm gonna buy the album. Yeah. If I want to see the it be made, it, that's that's why I go. I see love something live. You ever watch the guitar tech? So like every guitar player has a guitar tech, right? Yeah. Like the big guys, and they have these YouTube videos for like guitar nerds, and it's incredible. They go through all of like the, you know, like. John, uh, what's his name? John Mayer travels with like a semi truck full of guitars to every concert, and they have like his guitar tech talking about how he sets stuff up, and just or the Keith Richards documentary just came out where the guitar tech is like showing the catalog of all his guitars, and he's like, you know, I have full access to the locker, I can do everything. Yeah. I love seeing that stuff. Yeah, as a comic though, we don't really have anything like that. No, but you, but there's a difference between going to see the live show and going to hear the album and yeah. going to uh, see the Comedy Central presents. Yeah, and when you go see the live show, there's going to be more off the cuff. And there's going to be ad libbing, and there and sometimes things don't go well. Sometimes things go awry. You just recorded <laughs> uh, an hour. I did record. I recorded an hour, and it was uh, it was a learning experience. You, you like know? it more than anything? It's uh, now if I never want to. What it did was liberate me to do new material. Nice, because all of this old stuff has now been a snapshot was taken of everything I've done up to this point, and I can never do it again and but it exists yeah it's out there it's like a body of work to see so you created something now are you planning on putting that out or is that just for you we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. with it I, you know um it's just I'd good love, to go through the motions yeah, yeah yeah i still got editing to do you know putting putting it all together i like it took me so long to get a well i don't know if my word solid video but every i do stand up every single night multiple times a night but that just recording something for even submission videos you're just like oh, fuck something always happens yeah like you'll never have a heckler for two months and then you'll catch one on the recording night and you're like come on and you sound like I, I like hecklers but you can't use that for videos you're like sick well it's like i love um richard Pryor's live at sunset strip yeah recorded like 10 times totally yeah and uh when you listen to the history of it how you know, he didn't think it went well one night, and uh, the performances were uneven. Yeah. But they were able to take footage from all of those and create 
a document that uh, and also a, a work Timeless. of art yeah that I'm that I'm so happy to watch over and over and over again yeah that's uh that was pretty crazy to see that like apparently some of those nights no one would be there he would just show up and there'd be <laughs> no one there and they couldn't do like a full show and he's right. like ah oh, fuck it I'm rolling with it anyways yeah was he high, was he high in crack for that or is that pre crack uh this was after crack so the thing about it was that's it's such a powerful um show because he talks about being like lighting himself on fire yeah. and uh, his addiction. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, right. It's the one where he does the match joke, right? Yeah. About, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in the a red suit. Yes. Okay. It's always comes up on my Netflix. I haven't seen it in over a year. I need to do that. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big specials coming out this month. I believe it. Too there's many like, for me. Too yeah. Many. I get a little over the, like I, you just see so much comedy every day. So I can't, it's tough for me to, to, to like appreciate a lot of things on a laptop. Like, yeah. I don't have a TV at my house. You know what I mean? It says everything is done on my laptop. So it's like, it's not the same, man. So when it comes to stand up, I would rather just listen to it by itself and not watch the visual. Okay. I either want to be there live experiencing it in front of me. Okay. Or uh, listening to it. Because I like that the, idea. The, yeah. the words are all that really matter. The, the most uh, comedy videos, specials are uh, a static camera and it's, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to see the visuals they're trying to add. Like when Bill Burr did the all black and white and then did no crowd crowd shots. I love that because it's That's, like, he's like, fuck the crowd. Bill, <laughs> Bill Burr does a great job of making uh, his specials visually dynamic. Yeah. And that's what it's like. You hear him on the podcast talk about how he doesn't want to give away all the secrets. So he's like constantly trying to, but he, even he says he's like taking all those notes from like uh, rock and roll documentaries that I've done in the past. Like, yeah. like, con- like concert films. What would be the title of your concert film? <laughs> what would I, be? Put you on the spot uh, again. Put me on the spot again. I think the way out is through. Damn, strong. The way out is through. That's right. That's strong, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just thoroughly impressed with you today. I knew you'd never let down, let us down here, but you really knocked it out of the park. You're gonna go to your next year's shows today. You're gonna have so much confidence. Man, I'm feeling it right, right? now. You do. This you was, look spry. You look. You feel like you're in it right now. This was uh, steroids for my self confidence right here. It was a mixture of that and that really good Chinese proverb. I definitely didn't mess up that I read to you. It really inspired you. But I took that. I absorbed it, and I'm gonna keep. I'm going to keep it with me for the rest of the day. You processed it. Uh, real quick, before I ask every comic that comes in here this, uh, if your advice to a new comic, if you're just starting out, other than do more shows, because that's the obvious. Do you have any advice for a comic? Anything that you wish you would have known when you started that you um, know now? Don't worry about being funny, man. All you... <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Dude, funny, funny is uh, subjective. Okay. And... Uh, you can't, it's like telling somebody be funny is like telling somebody, it's, it's like dance. It's like a dance monkey. It's like, a, it's unnatural. And okay. it will never be. So just worry about being yourself. Man, true words couldn't be spoken. Strong. Just keep sounding strong. Uh, That's the word that keeps coming uh, to you. Uh, strong. Not like, like lifting a bunch of weights, but just, uh, man, you're there. You're there. Right now. You're in it. What, what do you have shows coming up? Hey, this, uh, the, well, when is this coming out? This will come out Tuesday. I think the most important thing for anybody that wants to come see shows is to go to my website, uh, Gabe Pacheco. That's G-A-B-E-P-A-C-H-E-C-O.com, and you'll see all of my shows there. But come to Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg every Wednesday at 10 p.m., and you will get to see me co-hosting with uh, my man, my brother from another mother, Samir Nassim. And we always have a great showcase of diverse comedians uh, from all over the country, all over the world, all walks of life, all faiths, all genders, all transgenders, all 
you know, the whole spectrum, man. We keep it real fluid, and uh, we'd love to see you there. You can find me on Twitter at Gabe, G-A-B-E underscore Pacheco. Gabe underscore Pacheco. Holler at me, especially if you like this episode. I, I think they're going to holler at you. I, I like it. It's good. Um, that's going to do it for here today. Thanks for Tenor Chat for having us. Uh, at this is Max White for everything social media. Okay, let's get out of here. Let's go do some shows. Thanks for coming. Bye. Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny. I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work.